Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. All right, welcome into another Auburn Live show. It's the Modcast. Appreciate everybody joining us. Jeffrey Lee, Cole Pinkston, myself, Justin Hokinson from On3SportsAuburnLive.com. Um, well, fellas, it's, uh, it's that time of year. Yes, Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. It's uh, recruiting. It's, o- it's an OC search. Um, it is, uh, it's fun times here in Auburn. Um, it's uh, I know a big OV visit, right? O- official visits are coming in this weekend, which will be big. Um, yeah. man, at least five. Oh, wow, yeah, that's correct. That's that's big. Five, we're talking uh, commits, are we talking new three commit three commits? And Justin Williams, the four star running back from Georgia's coming in. Ooh. Uh, Camden Brown, big wide receiver from South Florida's coming in. And maybe his teammate Julian Armana. Is that his name, Cole? Ar- Armella. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's that would be the sixth one. But you got the three guys from Auburn coming over, and then the uh, the running back from Georgia and the wide receiver from South Florida. Which, by the way, is is a pretty massive deal to get those guys over for the official with what's going on at Auburn right now. Yeah. Which is what, Cole? What are you saying, Cole? They are currently without an offensive coordinator. Are they? They are. are. See, that's what I was going to say before I knew Powell was coming. All of those guys were offensive players, two of which are are skill guys. Right. The the uncommitted guys are skill guys, skill guys on the offense. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, let's hit on this OC thing real quick, um, and then we'll move into recruiting. Uh, let's talk, just kind of fill people in, sort of give our thoughts because you know we haven't gotten together and sort of uh, given our thoughts. I don't think on on the dismissal of Bobo and, um, and and maybe where Auburn should go, what direction they should go, and then we'll get into recruiting, which is heating up, uh, which has become even that much more important after a six and six season and after a firing of an OC, like you know. Recruiting is just that much more important in terms of finishing strong. Um, all right, Mike Bobo out. Not, I don't think, shocking to any of us. Um, you know, and then uh, obviously now the search for for the OC goes on. Jeffrey, what thoughts on Bobo leaving, and and maybe where, where what Auburn should should look for in, a, in a Bobo. New Like, what do you think? First of all, I I wasn't shocked with Bobo, but I was surprised. Yeah. Um. Uh, I thought in the first half, dude, was great. I really did. You saw, the, especially the second half of the season, he lit it up in the first half. It was the second half adjustments, the lack thereof, it, that, that cost Auburn games. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably could say the same for the defense up into the uh, Iron Bowl. But, uh, so shock, no, surprise, yes. Uh, the timing, I guess you go ahead and do it. I know signing day is two weeks away. I thought we would m- not have as much of a buffer between his firing and the announcement of the new guy, of course, we've only, it's only been three or four days. So it's not like forever, but in recruiting, when there's two left, two weeks left before signing day, every day feels like a week. Yeah. So uh, I do think we're going to have some resolution here soon. I really don't think, I, I think I told Cook uh, last night on the, on the corner that I think it's possible, if not likely that Auburn hires or announces the guy before the weekend's out. And I think uh, I think that's where we're we're going to. I think Auburn's got it down to a couple of guys. I think there's some uh, guys higher on the board than others. I think, and, and I think when when you can get it down to that, there's some a sense of urgency at this point. I 
personally, and I don't know anything. I'm just that's my gut, man. I, I feel like Auburn would will have something done in the next 72 hours. Yeah, 72. That would make sense. I wasn't sure in the beginning, honestly. I, I, mean, I just didn't know. I'm mean, like, well, he's got to recruit, so it'd be nice to name one. But then I was like, well, but Harson also seems to me like somebody that's going to try to do it right. Um, and so, but you know, I also went back to, you know, look, we we heard about Bobo and in the in the fit between Bobo and Harson. You know, we heard that that wasn't great, like from the beginning, like in September. So, and and like every coach has a list of candidates, kind of always ready. And so, given that, I'm sure Harson, you know, I'm sure he had his his few guys that he was thinking about. And then, as the season went on, those last four games probably happened. You have to think, Harson in his head is going, okay, probably probably going to make a change. And here's literally here's the next three guys I'm going to call. So he probably was ready to move fairly quickly. And, and if I'm not mistaken, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but when he first got hired. It felt like it took him forever to put together his staff. Is, is, am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, no, that's right. It did feel like a while. Yeah, yeah, like months like yeah. before he finally got. I don't know if that's right. Like, like I said, any any time we're in a coaching search or something like that, every day feels like a week. Yeah, but it, it, if I remember, he did his due diligence and vetted, and you know, at the very end, you, you know, you're finally getting some guys to fill some roles. I, um, and I know you've written about a couple of guys and well this uh today we'll have a a new guy that they're talking to but i I mean i feel like zach hill's been the zach hill the offensive coordinator to me that makes the most sense you step back and you look at everything zach hill was his offensive coordinator quarterbacks coach at boise state before he left and went to arizona state in 2019 and it just makes a lot of sense i'm it's nice to have Bobo. He can recruit South Georgia, and he's got SEC ties. But at this point, if you're Harson, if you're gonna, you know, you want to win and lose with your guys, and, and, and I, to me, that the Zach Hill makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seemed, to me, it seemed like it seemed like he was bringing in some guys that were sort of more centric to the SEC. You know, some guys that were around this area of the country. And then you you started seeing some implementing of guys like Eric Keesaw. Yes. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I want to try to get some recruiters here, but I also I'm conflicted because I want some guys that know how I do things too. So that's why that's another I mean, like you were saying, that's why Zach Hill makes sense too. Plus, I mean, he's got a really good offense at Arizona State. I think they were top thirty in the country or something like that. So, you know, he that's that's playing into to into the decision as well. You got to have a more high power offense than what you previously had. That was the whole point, right? And, and if you go back and you look at Cornelius, I mean, it was it was like, all right, you're done. I'm bringing in my guy, Bobo. You're done. Presumably, bringing in my guy, yeah. and that's I, I I can respect that, man. If I'm going down, like I said, win or lose, I'm going to do it with my guys. I'm not going to do it because somebody urged me or I'm going to pacify these donors or whatever to get these, or, you know, whoever says I need sec guys in here, forget that dude. I'm going down. I'm going down with my guys. That's right. Isn't that like wild? Like, isn't like, I just, isn't, is it just not surreal that we're like the tone of, and I'm not saying we're wrong, like you're, we're wrong. Just the tone of the conversation for Ron Harson's coached one season at Auburn. And we're like, you better get this hire right. You know, like, it's just, it's just weird, you know. Like I don't know. It's just it, either that's the landscape of college football, or that's Auburn. Um, you know, we should be like, it just should, there should, it shouldn't feel like there's this much pressure on this hire, but it does feel like there's that much pressure on it. And I think I think it's a little bit of both the landscape and Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> just just where Auburn sits in the country with recruiting, and where they sit in in the conference <clears throat> and the region that they're in, it's just. The expectations are always high for Auburn, and the it's very difficult to maneuver through that schedule and to recruit against the Giants. So, you know, you got a weird combination going on at Auburn. It's yeah. Been- and, Justin, you wrote about this. I love this. You know, you get new coaching staff in, especially a guy taking over this program, and you, you're expecting them to 
expect some patience, but they're not. And you wrote about this earlier. I think it was on the corner, our message board. But, you know, they want to win now. They expect to win now. They're not putting in this, you know, three, you know, give me two more years. You know, they want to win. And the first half of the season, you know, the position that was hurting the most, it felt like was the wide receiver position. Boom. Makes an, uh, an in-season decision there. At the end of the season, it's the offense not putting up points in the second half. Boom, he makes a decision there. I like it, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Cole, you were talking about Zach Hill. <clears throat> um, I don't think he was, I don't think Arizona State was was great, but but he did good things at Boise when he was at Harson. I think they had yeah. like a top 30 pro football focus rated in them a top 40 offense each season he was there, 31st or better in three of those years. Um, and they said uh their passing game was top 15 nationally, and all of their receivers earned uh, a top 25 score in his seasons there. So he did, he did good things at Boise, which obviously was what matters. Cause he, that's when he was with Brian Harson. Um, so yeah, important hire. Do you, do you guys think, cause this question has been tossed around a, a lot. Does this guy need to be a better play caller or a better recruiter? Does he need to be both? Obviously, obviously you've got to be able to recruit. Like we're, we're talking about on some level, you have to be a really good recruiter. We know that, but in terms of, What's one on your list? A dynamic play caller, or give me somebody. Like, or, or do they say Harson goes? Look, I've coordinated an offense. Keysaw's like I've coordinated an offense. Could they get away with, you know, a young guy who maybe doesn't have a bunch of experience play calling, but could be a dynamic recruiter potentially? I mean, what's the mix? You think? Okay, if you'd asked me this yesterday, you know what my answer was, right? If you did ask me this yesterday, off, yeah. off the air, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at this point, points are more important. Now, if you bring in a dynamic recruiter, I'm going to change my tone. And I'm going to say this is why this was a great hire. And if, if, if Auburn were to bring in a dynamic recruiter, a guy that you're going to be writing about later today, is that fair to say? Yeah. <laughs> then we're having a different discussion here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, but to me, Zach Hill, I, I think it's it's the perfect fit. And, and he may not be that guy, but I, I feel like it just, you know, we've all had we've been putting out feelers and stuff. And I, I think it's fair to say that I have a little bit of confidence that he might even be the guy to beat right now. I think it might be his job to lose or his job to, to turn down. That's fair. You think that's fair to say? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd say we've got the most concrete probably yeah. evidence about him, and and then combine that with there's he's been at Boise, and there's some logical sense there that it makes, and combine that with we don't know we 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 believe Zach Hill and Auburn have talked. We do believe that we don't know when, but then we also know Zach Hill was in Hoover, Alabama, on like Monday recruiting for Arizona State, but. Same day, Harson's in Huntsville. So, I'm just saying, I don't know if it happened that day, but boy, it sure would have been pretty easy <laughs> to to uh, to get together for an hour or two. So, he he's been the common denom denominator of all our discussions, right? I mean, yeah. we've yeah. heard names, we've heard this guy, we've heard this guy thrown out, and outside of us, I mean, even even you know whether it was football scoop or whatever. I mean, there've been right. other people that have you know kind of backed he, up. He's he's the common denominator in all these names. Yeah, and and it makes so much sense. Yeah, I'm with you on the play caller, Cole. I'm curious what you think. I, I just think, man, like, my, my, I go back to, like, of course Auburn needs players. Auburn needs the Jimmys and the Joes for sure. But, man, if they don't win next year, there's mm -hmm. going to be so much pressure. If he goes seven wins next year, Harson's on the hot seat. It just I, – not not by my doing. Like, I want to see how it goes. I'm just telling you I think he will. Part of that's because I think – how his hire was made and, and maybe the boosters didn't feel like he was their first choice. I think that plays a part into it. Maybe. And who's his boss next year. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so I just think, man, like he, if he does that, all he's really got to point to then is maybe recruiting. Maybe he lands top 15 this year. Maybe, you know, they, if they can improve recruiting, he can go, Hey, but we're building. But, but if he can go get eight, if he can get to that eight win mark next year, I think that, um, I think that the people will, you know, because I don't think he can be average in both. I don't think you can yeah. have an average football season and an average recruiting class. No, you need to be no. exceptional in one area or the other. Because they're going to lose. I mean, guys, we're talking about like, what if Bo doesn't come back? 
you got receivers leaving, sheds leaving. You got uh, you know Canyon. What does Capers do? Uh, offensive line, right? You had seniors there. Like that offense, if Bo doesn't come back, um, you got issues personnel wise. So if you you better get this play caller right and and maximize to me maximize um, what you can do with them next year in terms of you know putting defenses in conflict and really dialing it up. Um, you know that's just. Because I, I, people have pitched the Harson and well, Harson and Keysaw have coordinated offense. Well, how'd that go with Bobo? That shoot, they all have coordinated an offense, and, and you know, I mean, right. So I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that convinces me to go get a recruiter. <laughs> Heck, yeah, I'm, right. Keep talking, Justin. You'll come to the yeah. dark side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like, uh, I like both angles. Um, the way, the way I, I can talk myself it. into both one, both of them. The it, way I see it is, is uh, you know, you got Harson and Keysaw there who have both had play calling experience and just from what I studied from what Harson did at Boise a lot of the running stuff was similar with what Bobo was calling meaning I'm sure he had some influence on what was going on which who which head coach doesn't my point is I think that uh Harson is going to have influence no matter what sure so if that's the case, and Keesaw could have some more input than he's been having too. That could always happen because he's pretty comfortable with him, obviously. If that's the case, then you go get somebody who is a younger guy, an energetic guy, somebody that can bring in some guys that you can sort of, you know, mess your offense with. And Zach Hill's got a really good passing game, obviously. So you put that with with what Brian Harson was already implementing with the run game, that, that just makes a lot of sense to me. You know what I mean? I just think I think that's probably why he's one of the top guys. Yeah, and, and if you think about the issue that we kind of mentioned with Bobo, from a fit perspective, that wasn't great. So yeah. is Harson going? Okay, tried the SEC guy, and the, I need a fit. I need guys around me that that know what I want to do on offense. Like we need to be on the same page. You know, how important is that after you didn't have a great fit with the previous OC? Right. Um, yeah. Well, I, I mean. Going back to Bo, though. I mean, yeah. We're talking about recruiting. Now, there's there's guys that think, believe close to Bo that he's considering leaving. I think you've reported that, Justin, maybe yeah. twice. There's guys close to Bo who think he's not going anywhere. Whatever the case may be, the most important thing for Auburn in the 2022 season is getting him back. Yeah. That that would be the, you know, to put an end to it. If you're staying, you know, let us know. I feel like he's had an opportunity and he just hasn't done that. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm, I'm sure he's sitting there waiting to see who the OC is going to be. Um, um, and, and, you know, I guess he doesn't have to be in a – well, I mean, he's got to sort of be in a rush. I mean, not a rush, but, you know, you, these schools, whether it's, you know, you look out there who might need a quarterback, whether it's Ole Miss or Cincinnati or um, you know, those are the first ones that come to mind. I was going to say Arizona State, but Jaden Daniels is coming back there. Um, uh, Adrian Martinez from Nebraska is transferring. Like, so Rattler's already in the transfer portal. So other guy, other quarterbacks are in the portal. So, you know, he's going to have to make a decision at some point. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the biggest recruit. I mean, if he doesn't come back, um, you better hope TJ Finley makes leaps and bounds. Um, or say, do you have a backup on the roster, even if he comes back? A, a guy who can you can win a championship with? No, no. I mean, honestly, it's got to uh, TJ Finley, man. Uh, we said this more and more. I, <laughs> not a lot of confidence in him. Not a lot of, I, I just don't. I feel like Auburn's got to go to the portal and find the quarterback, regardless of what Bo Nix does, unless. You know, it, we, we don't see D. Davis in this offense, do we? I hate well, it. I, hate, I see him in some offense. I just wish D. Davis – like, I don't think D. Davis is – is. Uh, there's no – by no means am I like, do I predict anything for him? I just want him – I want to see him get a fair shot. I want to go right, to a spring where he gets the same reps as everybody and, and just see what he does. And if that – and if he doesn't beat anybody out, then transfer. Right. And until we see that, I at least want it. I don't want him to leave without him having a fair shot because he's a good athlete. And look, we, we remember back to fall. He had some really good scrimmages. Brian Harson talked about it in the press conferences that the dude's a gamer and he just made plays. Wasn't he, he AD MVP? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. And then when they started practicing that, those first few fall scrimmages, he 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 lit up. You know, like he lights came on. He was he was a good player. I wonder I don't know what kind wonder, of offense he fits. I wonder how much influence his style of play, being that you know you're feeling like he could probably come back. If there's anybody that's reliable about coming back, it seems like he is. It just feels that way. Like he doesn't want to go anywhere. His dad says he loves Auburn. Like I talked to his dad, just messaged with him here and there, and he he seems to assure me like that D loves being at Auburn. Well, it felt like with Bobo, he he almost would would have to go because he just didn't fit in what they were doing. But you wonder how how much does does getting this new OC fit? How much does it mesh with what he does? I mean, do they think about that at all? Is that what about Griner? Garner. Garner. Yeah. Garner. Garner. The dude can flip it now, man. He's good. You know, like, what's his fit? I mean, he's he's more important than, than D. Davis probably, right? I mean, they recruited Holden, right? Would would he – if I was, like, looking at the future and saying, who do we need to cater towards, it's Holden, right? Not right. not not D. Or Here, right? Here's what's always been true, in my opinion. Arm talent like Holden Garner's uh-huh. can fit in anything unless you're just running straight – RPO stuff every every play. Uh, Davis, just from what I saw of him, I mean, especially in his high school highlights, the dude is really comfortable in the pocket. I mean, he's not a pocket quarterback, but he's comfortable in the pocket. It's not like he can't do that kind of stuff. I think a good mix would be good, just like he did with, with Bo. I mean, so – I, I, that's just been in my mind. Do they do they even consider that? Do they say, okay, I got this guy here who's a really good competitor. He's uh, you know up and coming in the program. He's hanging with us. Let's maybe try to work him into a more fitted system. You know, and and Gurner, like I said, he's got the arm talent. You can pretty much fit him in what you want. I mean, he can do any kind of passing offense you want because he's just got he's just got that ability. You know. So that's what I've been thinking about. I don't know how much influence that has. It's just, it's just. Uh, I feel like it's got to be in consideration with with your personnel. Like we were saying earlier, you gotta you gotta make sure that you match your personnel, right? Yeah, yeah. I just D's just he's he's that exciting athlete that you just it's hard to turn away from. He's such a good athlete in this day and age with with the way offenses are more spread out. Man, you get somebody that can make plays with their feet, and which Bo can. Um, Man, like D. Davis could be a really dangerous player if he's given the upper the opportunity. Man, he, he could. I mean, think you just you just see what Malik Willis did when he got his head on straight um, and goes to Liberty like that. There, those the two remind me. I guess similar size, not six three guys. Yeah. You know, mobile. That they look similar to me. So in the right system. Yeah. And, and when and when you don't have a great offensive line, it <laughs> yeah. helped to have somebody who could get some yardage there. Yeah. Line's gonna be worse next year, right? How's it gonna be better? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Hit the portal, man. Tayshawn Manning's gone. He obviously didn't start, but he played a good bit. And you've got other seniors, Troxel and Ham, and I, I haven't heard of any of them using their extra year. I, I don't know, but I mean, there's there's some seniors there. So, um, all right. So so OC still up in the air. We think Auburn should should move quickly, which which makes sense, I think, on on some levels. Um, so we'll kind of we'll see what uh, what they do there. Just stay tuned to Auburn Live, and and um, you know we'll do our best to to bring it to you when if it if it happens soon. Um, all right, let's talk recruiting um, because recruiting's recruiting's heating up. Um, Jeffrey's over there getting scooped right now. Look at him. No, it's a stupid Amber Alert, man. Oh, yeah, not an Amber Alert. Public safety alert. Apparently, okay. some, some, <laughs> yeah. some cat. Oh, I mean, they've been coming since three thirty this morning. Oh gosh, you didn't get one? No. Oh man, there's like a Morris Mill. Uh, now I have mine turned off because I like to sleep the night. But Brooks woke up freaking out, and then we heard the police come by on a uh, Shug. Holy smokes! Yeah, they were like, "Yeah, they're headed eastbound," and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then he heard the uh, the sirens. Uh, but anyways, a little uh, one suspect in custody. Second suspect from the Atlanta area has been identified, but not in custody. Oh wow! <laughs> wild, wild! Uh, everybody's losing their mind in Auburn. Yeah. Um, all right, recruiting. Uh, big weekend. Big, you know. I guess next two weeks. Um, certainly for the early signing period. Where do things stand, Jeffrey? We'll start with you. Um, uh, I guess 
you can talk about this weekend, I guess, coming up. I know you're gonna have the war room up. By the time people are listening to this, the war room probably will be up, if not our, you know, if not about to be up. So where where do things stand recruiting wise? It's been crazy. Y'all have been killing it with with updates. I mean, they've been coming like a lot of stuff been going on, man. It's it's yeah. been uh a been a busy my, my, the Iron Bowl. I mean, just the uh the hangover from that, the ripple effect and how it's going to affect this class is uh I'm curious to see. Um, I know that Auburn is banking on signing day being very big. I think there's a couple of guys that probably could have already went public but are, are electing to hold off until signing day to make that final decision. This weekend, the two important, uh, two and very important positions, uh, wide receiver, running back, uh, will potentially be addressed. Obviously, they're bringing in Camden Brown. And this is kind of uh, – you know, after Darius Clemens kind of fell off the map with uh, with Auburn, Oregon, of course, he's been up there. It was always going to be tough to get him down here, but uh, haven't heard much from him. I don't even think we've mentioned him in the last couple of weeks. But, the, you know, the new guy was Antonio Williams from South Carolina. He was obviously the top guy. Bobo was the biggest thing there with him. He was kind of the, the point man for him. So losing him and Clemson coming in with an offer, I think, Antonio had a in-home last night with – I think Dabo was there last night. Yeah. And then I think Antonio's going in next weekend, the last weekend before signing day. Or is it this weekend? It might be. I think it's next weekend. Next weekend. Anyways, it, it, trending down with him as well. Bobo, you lose Bobo, and you've got Clemson making a big hard push here late. Doesn't look good. So what does Auburn do? They turn to Camden Brown, who they probably could have had back in the summer. I mean, he came to Auburn, showed out, camp MVP picked up an offer and from all indication he was ready to commit but Auburn had Darius Clemens they had Antonio Williams they had guys like Jay Fair at the time uh, Amari Kelly um, decided to hold off on Camden Brown and he ended up committing to Pitt but when you start trending down for guys like Darius Clemens Antonio Williams you start trending up for a guy like um oh Oh, let me let, let me. So, I had Drew Bobo on the list this weekend. I was just informed that he will not be here. There you go. That's uh, that's what I was wondering. Interesting. That's that. Were you taking that not as a? I would assume that's not a good thing. Yeah, I was. I was told that expect him there this weekend, but don't one hundred percent count on it. Like we have it scheduled, but there's no telling if he's going to come or not. So there's the there seems to be the word on that and that that would be a big i mean i saw you, you guys know better i saw some people maybe mention that he could potentially be a like a starting center next year like i mean is, he's important right i mean absolutely yeah no he's he's very i mean forget about the fact that he was the offensive coordinator's son the dude's pretty sporty i mean he's an athletic big guy i don't know if he's quite ready to be full-time starter in the SEC, but he's close. I think he's got enough athleticism. And and he's a he's a coach's son. He's a smart guy. So yeah, that's that's an important one, I would say, for Auburn, uh, especially with your current situation losing some guys on the offensive line. Y'all need to mm -hmm. y'all need to report that. Feel free to do whatever you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh we can we can keep going. Um scam. There he is uh scam likely <clears throat> i tell you what scam no i'm not gonna get on that track um i was gonna say scam likely has become a very good way to hide you know you could get you could just get people's numbers and do it as scam likely and it, nobody will think twice these days um but to finish on up uh, back to the receivers yep uh camden brown i mean his dude can play i mean he, he, big guy right he, he's six three yeah he's six three great playmaker man he is. It sounds like they're going to keep swinging at uh, Squirrel White from Clay Chalkville. I'm sorry? Squirrel White. Marquavius? Marquarius. Yeah, that's what I said. Nicknamed Squirrel. Well, I'm out. I'll take another uh, Squirrel. Ontario. Makes me think of Ontario McCaleb. Yeah, yeah. This guy, I mean, this guy can, he can fly. He's probably one of the fastest guys uh, in the receiver class for the 2022 class i would hope so i hope that nickname is not something else like he we didn't name him squirrel not very fast but 
No, he can go. He'll play in the uh, state championship today as well. Dude, Earl um, White. That's that's fantastic. He's committed to Tennessee right now. I believe huh. Eric Keysaw is going to see him. But another another one of those deals here, Georgia has decided they like him and are swooping in on him. Wow. Really? So, a, what, so what is this, like a 5'9", just punt returner, yeah, do everything, slot guy? Very. He's not very big. He's 5'9", 165 pounds. But he's a legit, you know, blazer. And that's why people like him. Yeah. And he's a playmaker. He just makes a lot of plays. I think he plays some quarterback sometimes, some defense. So that's just another guy down the line. And you're wondering, like, who, okay, they wanted to get five receivers at one time. Now, Darius Clemens seems to be out. Antonio Williams is trending down. You know, you're, you got Camden Brown coming for an official visit. That's pretty big. And that's what me and Jeffrey were talking about on our podcast earlier in the week that maybe maybe you look to Jacoby Albert, who's already committed, who has some experience playing receiver and has done a great job doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of – it's it's an interesting – you know, two weeks ago it looked really good on the receiver front. Now you're going, hmm, who do they turn to exactly? Which it's a good thing they got two guys committed already. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, that's interesting on Drew Bobo. Certainly, if he doesn't show up when he was planned to take an OV, that can't be anything but but negative. Um, when you get Powell coming in, you've got EJ Harris coming in, yeah. and Bo's. I mean, Bo's not coming in, and that's uh... the question: Is does he does he publicly decommit, or does he does he just privately say, "Okay, I, I need to look around, but I won't." I won't do it publicly because I may come back. I think he's about to go into hiding. Yeah. 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 I've seen he's, he, he's, uh, he's always been pretty open with me. And that was him who texted me, but it was a short no. <laughs> Are you still with the class? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, he had a, uh, he camped at Georgia, got, got an offer from them. Uh, they were heavily in consideration when he committed to Auburn. I don't know where they're at numbers wise if they could still take him, but you know he's got some options. I think if he would. Um, talk to me about. I think a lot of fans are looking at Jeffrey Umba, that big dude. Um, who nice. he's the one that is he the one that was supposed to go to Texas and then canceled it, or was thinking about going to Texas? Is that? Oh, who knows, dude? <laughs> but big guy, right? Like he's got he's got a lot of attention right now. How important is he? I got you. I got the I got the scoop on that guy, kind of. Here's the deal with him. I talked to him at the Iron Bowl. Uh, his English is a little bit – he's still trying to figure out how to articulate his English. I think he comprehends it better when reading. And he struggles putting stuff on Twitter, I believe. Uh, and he was trying to say – after I take these three official visits, my recruitment's over. But it it came out as uh, my recruitment's over after this Auburn visit is what it came out. And people on Twitter were going, hey, yeah, he committed to Auburn. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he clarified that. He said, no, I still, got, I still got three more officials to go, Missouri, Tennessee, Oregon. So he's going to take those first before he makes his decision. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a big dude. That's a big guy. And he played what, 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 where's, where's he figure in Cole? He's, um, he's going to play probably interior defensive line, but he's got enough length and quickness to be able to play. Like maybe where Colby Wooden's playing right now, like that hand on the ground end, not the stand up end, not the, like the edge player, but the end. So, I mean, he, I think he's a, an impact guy early on. I don't know if he's so much of a starter as he's just a rotational piece, probably just because he brings so much athleticism at that size. I mean, he's going to find a way in if he gets, you know, if he comes to Auburn. So uh, that would be a big one. Not that the depth is terrible on the defensive line at Auburn right now, but there's some guys that didn't play a lot of snaps that you would expect to. And it just doesn't seem like they're going to play, you know, 50 snaps a game overnight. 
you know, next year. It just seems like you need some more rotational pieces in the mix. So he would be a great one. And then, you know, I, I went and I saw Curtis Perry play last night in the state championship game, who just recently named Auburn as leader. Wow. You know, uh, I'm not sure. Was that how... surprising? Was that surprising that he came out and said Auburn was his leader? Well, we had written we had written here, and I think we were the only ones at Auburn Live that wrote, you know, Alabama is the leader, but but are they as much of a leader as perceived? You know, I, I don't know. We we'll see after this official visit to Auburn. I mean, let's see what happens on that first. You know. And and just apparently they, you know, knocked it out of the park on this official visit. He named Auburn as leader publicly. You know, who knows if that's – you never know these days. But there's no predictions, and there's a reason why there's no predictions because Alabama's still there. You got – he's going to take an official visit to Texas as well. So, again, this is just one of those situations where Auburn has to close on the work they've been doing which that's that's what it's coming down to now. Uh, you got less than two weeks to go. Uh, and by the way, in case you're wondering if Perry's a good player, he had about five sacks in the state championship game last night. Just gosh, a, com a complete animal coming off the ball. Ridiculous get off. I had a thread going on our boards talking about him, but this is a guy that, that could provide some pass rushing ability. He's got. He's already got a nice little skill set, nice move set. You know, he can get off blocks really well. He's just so good off the ball. Uh, a must get, in my opinion. And you've been recruiting him so long. If if you miss on a guy like that, it would really be. I'm know, out the road too. Demoralizing. It it would that would be a bad one. We I think we talked. <clears throat> that's the guy that we talked about. Whatever you know, we've talked about him before. But I think, you know, him being in Montgomery. Him being such a high priority target, uh, that that would be a tough one. I don't know if I don't know if if you lose that. I don't know if you read. I don't know if you try to make long term judgments on that. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be great if you if you can't get him uh, now. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't give me a lot of confidence in recruiting in state. And I, I know maybe that's overplaying it, but well, that'd be a big one to lose right off the bat. Let's just say let's just say that Auburn misses on him. Okay, hypothetically. At the same time, you're also in pretty good shape with an Alabama commit, Robert Woodyard, the linebacker from Mobile. You're in pretty good shape with an LSU commit, Jadarian Rim, who's another four-star corner. You're in pretty good shape with a Georgia commit, Tyree West, a defensive lineman, four-star defensive lineman. So as far as perception goes, you know, talking about Missing on Perry would be such a big blow, and it would. Don't get me wrong. And Demario Tolan. And Demario Tolan from LSU making some ground there, definitely. And you know, is is Trey Citizen still in the mix? That's an LSU running back commit. Very possible that he's still in the mix. No longer committed. No, yeah, excuse me, no longer committed to LSU. Former LSU commitment. So, as far as perception goes, and me and Jeffrey were talking about this the other day, you still got a lot out there that you could. You could really make a, a statement with, even if you were to miss on Perry, which, and, and I'm again, I'm going to say that would hurt Auburn. I mean, that that's just a big loss if you miss on him. It sounds like right now that that chances with Perry going to Auburn are are pretty decent. I mean, you just got to finish it. You just got to finish the job. No more visits to Alabama. He took it before the Iron Bowl. Uh -huh. He took his official visit before the Iron Bowl. Uh, I, I think. With I think with him, with Emba, with Tyree West, and Tyree West is not going to Georgia. I, I don't know. I think only publicly is he committed to Georgia. Yeah, I don't think anything behind the scenes is anything uh, Georgia with him. I think it's Florida State and Auburn. I, I know Florida State feels really good about him. I think Auburn feels pretty good about him too. Um, he's still got an official visit left to Auburn. I expect him to take it at some point in the next ten days. Yep. So. I have not heard. I thought it might be this weekend, but it might be uh, next weekend. It could be a midweek visit. But I think yeah, Tyree he, West is, is certainly somebody to will be checking. They went, they went in home with him, so you know they probably discussed that. It could 
it it could definitely happen in the next you know week for sure. Um, <clears throat> the Iron Bowl visit for him was very big, according to a few Auburn commits. They thought that it went really well with him. Just and that was really one of them told me that it was their first time kind of being around him, getting a feel for him, and, and they know Auburn's been recruiting him, but they they feel like you know the game was big for him. Coaches said the good things to him, so they think there's a shot there, basically. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. I, 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 at worst, I think it's fifty-fifty right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's 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 end on this. Um, and now I forgot the question I was going to end on. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I got it. Um, signing day. So it's early signing day. We've we've we've. I think you guys have mentioned it, and we've heard you know people asking the question of. You know, are they are they trying? Is this a strategy? Are are they lining up trying a, a big signing day versus you know trying to push for every commit they can when they can get it? What what's going on with? Because we hear the good things like you guys talk about with these guys, um, but nothing's happened. Nobody's pulled the trigger. So so if they Absolutely. are lining up, if they are lining up, Jeffrey for for a, a big signing day, what what's the thinking there? You know, what, what kind of impact is that? Like, what's the thought process there, you think, if that's what they're doing? Exposure. Absolutely. Recognition nationally. They want – I mean, let's be honest. If, if you've got the number five class and you get no commitments on signing day, nobody really talks about you. They kind of throw you in there in passing, right? Yeah, but when you're getting true. to commit and flip and flip and commit and flip on signing day, we're talking about at least eight, right? Auburn's got 12 – plus Trey Donaldson, the basketball signing, but you're talking maybe six to eight uh, commitments on signing day and, and taking the, the the media, the the press by storm. I mean, how can you not talk about a, a school, especially Auburn in its first full class with Brian Harson, first early signing period, and just hitting it out of, out of the park on signing day. And that's going to get a lot of, lot of momentum heading into that 2023 class. Yeah, and if you're someone who watches the, you know, the signing day shows on ESPN or whatever, if you have commitments hitting all throughout the day, you know, they're going to have to keep going back to Auburn, right? Oh, you know, at, at 9.30, Auburn lands, uh, you know, Auburn lands this guy at 10.30. Auburn's gotten another one at 12.30. Number three on the day, you know, that's kind of how it's looking right now, how they're wanting to do that. And – uh because they could have had the commitments. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there's a few out there that could have definitely, you know, at least two. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I feel very comfortable in saying at least two big ones that they could have had. Yep. Yeah. So, so uh, at this point, if that's the plan, if you're Auburn, you hope you you hope you can hang on, right? Because <laughs> if it doesn't work out that way, yes. Yes. yes yeah, absolutely. So a little uh, bit of risk, I guess. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see what happens on that. It, that's that seems to be like I think you're right, Justin. I, that that seems to be the plan at the moment because that's just that's with with what twelve days left now. I think there's twelve days left until signing day. Yeah, I think they're just going to hold out and have a big, massive day on signing day if they can. And we do we know a you know total number in terms of okay, early signing period comes, what is late signing period? I mean, do we will will, will they be almost at their max like just a few more? Like what how, how will it I think so. I mean, I, I saw yeah. that today. I think it was from uh from the NCAA that 88% of power five recruits signed in the early period last year that's almost 90 percent. so nine out of ten guys are signing in this december yeah there could be, could be a couple of guys um i think was it antonio williams yeah may yeah. not even sign yeah he might i mean there's gonna be a couple of guys like that you also have uh offensive lineman the florida commit jalen farmer who made the iron bowl visit and then got the offer like as he was driving home He's probably going to hold off too, maybe. That's one to watch. Plus, it always seems every year, even though so many guys sign in the early period, it seems like there's a commit somewhere 
that you're not expecting that just holds off because he's just not sure. He's just not sure if he's ready. And then, you know, it's a feeding frenzy on those guys. Right. Yeah. That's that's when he gets it really seems tough. To me, it seems to me while they're going to get, you know, they got this certain amount of guys that they want to get. It, I mean, if they go 100% on that, unbelievable. But what the chances of that are not super likely. So it seems to me they're going to have a spot or two left so they can just go all out on somebody after the early signing period. That's just what I think. I don't know if that's true. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, like, here's the deal. You know, people a couple weeks ago were concerned, I think, with when they're thinking about who LSU might get and who Florida might get or look at, you know, and all this stuff, and they're concerned about Auburn's positioning. And I think Auburn is – I think that plays a part into some of the pressure right now, um, for sure, is it's a a pivotal time for Auburn. But they are still right there – if they can, if they can, I mean, look at this is supposed to be A&M's year. They went eight and four. Okay. They, they didn't capitalize. They went eight and four. Um, right. LSU gets Brian Kelly. Great hire, but they're, they're rebuilding. Uh, Billy Napier at Florida, like new coach. Um, you know, the, the, it's still Lane Kiffin, great year at Ole Miss, but Lane Kiffin's not going to be there much longer. Um, he's going to move on somewhere. Um, um, or they're going to get caught cheating. I don't know which one's going to happen first. Um, but like Auburn is still right there, man. It's just, it is really so important for Brian Harson to get this OC hire right and to recruit and land this class and to get, build these foundations, man. Cause it's, it's a pivotal time, but Auburn's right in the thick of it still with being able to, I think there's a jockey, you got Bama and Georgia. And, and then I think, man, it's, to me, it's past that it's total jockeying, whether it's there. Kentucky or Auburn or A&M or LSU or Florida, you know, it, and Auburn's got a dang hundred million dollar facility that's going to be up next year, brand new. Um, dang it! I mean, if they just can land a class this year, get you know, land the right OC, they can they can they can be in great position, you know, next year, whatever to to make sure that they stay on top in this league or certainly uh, near the top in this league. It's a pivotal time, but they're right in the thick of it. They are for people that are kind of discouraged and six and six and. They're still right in this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, look at some of those games that they lost. I mean, they were very close. It's not like it was a, a blowout either. And that's kind of that's kind of how I'm viewing recruiting right, recruiting right now. They're very close in all of these, but you this time you can't go six and six, right? You got to go more like nine and you know nine and three <laughs> on these recruits. You got to finish better than you did in, in the games this year. That's- Auburn Auburn was in every game this year except for one, right? Yeah. Well, really, uh, they were. It seemed like they were still in it in the first half against Georgia, too. I don't, I don't, there weren't many other teams that played Georgia as competitively as Auburn. It was yeah, it got in late. It was probably, you know, I, I don't, I can't remember exactly how the scoring went. It was probably twenty-one ten. You know, you felt like maybe they're hanging around. But yeah, it obviously ends up being thirty-four ten, and and yeah, that was, but. Terms of final score, but yeah, every other one, A and M too. But that game was six to three in the fourth quarter. I mean, right, yeah, right, yeah, a little bit better execution, yeah, a little bit better execution, and you beat Penn State, and you beat A and M, and you beat Mississippi State, and you beat South Carolina. Like those are those are all winnable games with the team Auburn just had. Period. That all of those with the roster they had right then. I mean, yeah, right, yeah. Alabama. In yeah. Alabama too, geez. I mean, so um, it just didn't go their way. Could, could have been By five way, and seven. Could have been five and seven. Lose to Georgia State, you're five and seven. Oh my god. Could have also, also could have been eleven and one. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's no kind of yeah. right. That was yeah. I mean, man, Auburn. They lost the fourth quarter. Yeah. In every Which, one of those losses. Yeah. That's Georgia. why. That's why we sound maybe. For those of you listening, it may it may sound like me and Jeffrey don't sound quite as optimistic as we were in the podcast earlier in the week, but that's just because it's getting closer to the wire. And you saw how Auburn lost some of those close games. Well, now they're in the closest recruiting battles ever, and you just got to win them. I mean, yeah, we have it. We don't know how they're going to do that yet. That's that's the thing. We got to see column Cole. Do what? Sounds like sounds like you got a column brewing. The good thing about this about how to close. Auburn's in on so many. I mean, I'm saying when I'm when I say they're in on, they're in top two, maybe top three for several top guys. If they can just win a third of those battles, 
just a third of them, one out of every three. And they add, I would say there's probably nine or ten, so let's say they add three, <coughs> three uh, it's, it's to what they already have in the works. It's going to be huge. Just win three. Just win a third. Win half. Hell, if you win half, unbelievable class. Not unbelievable, but for the, for the first year, you're talking 10 to 12, 10 to 15. Now you're pushing a top 10 class. You get half of those guys. Yeah. Just half. Top 20 if you get a third. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that'd be big. Um, that'll make – I think that'll make fans – need a, need, a, need a boost. Need that and a ball win. Need, yeah. need, a, need a shot in the arm. Sorry. Um, Auburn UCF <laughs> in Birmingham? It just came out. Shot in the arm. Um, I hope not. <laughs> Gosh, I don't want to see UCF. That would be just – Auburn should not go to a bowl. If they're like, hey, it's Central Florida or nothing, Auburn should be like, we'll just scrimmage or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're good. Now, there, there's the nothing way. that could good that could come out of that game. Nothing quick, good. Quick question before we go here: Unless Auburn wins TJ, by thirty, and they won't. TJ right. Finley is he is he good to go for the bowl? Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll probably talk to Harson um, uh, Sunday night, probably when they announce the bowl, um, and so we'll we'll figure it out. Probably. I mean, it seems like a, just a bad ankle sprain. I, he'll probably be. I would think he'll be fine. I don't. I don't know though. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, I, knows? I wouldn't mind. I mean, I, not, I don't want the guy to be hurt, but I wouldn't mind seeing D. Davis. Might, of course, the way Harson's done it, we'll probably see Grant Loy. I was about to say it might be Grant Loy's time to shine. <laughs> D. Davis is just not allowed to play this year. Not allowed. Yeah. Um, all hey, right. That seems to be the case for a lot of freshmen. Yeah, I don't know. Why. I was just odd. Just didn't want to put him in. But at the same time, Auburn was in some of those games. Like, so I see both sides of that. Like, oh, play him. You got time. Well, they're in a close game. You trying to win it, or you know, like, uh, you know, I mean, Auburn needed to win some games. Uh, yep, every game was close. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh. Let's end on that. We'll come back. Uh, I'm sure you guys will have recruiting podcasts uh, after the weekend, and so be on the lookout for that. Uh, if you're not on AuburnLive.com, if you found us through a streaming, you know, Apple or whatever. You should be there. A uh, bunch of good stuff happening this weekend and basketball. Obviously, Auburn's got a great basketball team and, and that's ramping up as well. So um, head on over to auburnlive.com. Be a part of the site. We appreciate it. Uh, for Jeffrey and Cole, I'm Justin. We'll see you next time. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.